This is the Steve Shriver Podcast, where entrepreneur, adventurer, and community activist Steve Shriver shares what he's learned on his journey so you can make it in business and make it good. The big topic for this episode... Lowering your expectations of your employees and your co-owners, your, your partners in business. And you can agree with it, disagree with it, not understand it. I'm just trying to share a little tool that I, that I use in business. We'll be right back. The Steve Shriver Podcast is brought to you by Ecolips, the original organic lip balm. Use the promo code PODCAST20 for 20% off your first order on Ecolips.com. Ecolips, all-natural organic lip balm. Deeply connected with nature, applying beneficial organic ingredients to better people's lives. A proud certified B Corp founded in 2003. Ecolips, spread the good. And spread the promo code PODCAST20 into that promo code box. It's good for 20% off your first order on Ecolips.com. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Steve Shriver Podcast. I am Steve Shriver, dropping entrepreneurial knowledge to you and spreading the gospel of entrepreneurship. Here with marketing guru... Andy Solhoff. What's up? What is up? So, got this uh, this weird topic. It's I don't even know how you know how this is going to go, but we're going to talk about it in, anyway. Um, it is about lowering your expectations of your employees and your co-owners, your your partners in business. I don't know. What do you think about it? It's weird, dude. It's weird. You've talked about this before. And I don't understand it, <laughs> but I think there's times okay. when you absolutely need to lower your expectations. Right. And yeah, I, so I'm going to tell you. To talk about I'm going to I'm going to give you my spiel on lowering expectations, and you can agree with it, disagree with it, not understand it. I don't care. I'm just trying to share a little tool that I that I use in business. Okay. So first of all, just to set the record straight, having reasonable expectations of people are good and absolutely normal. You know, but having too high of expectations of anybody even in your relationships, your in life, that's abnormal. So, it is good to have reasonable expectations. I'm not saying get down, you know, like low and right. And you're not you're not saying that like low. we should just sh- set no expectation right. of people and then you'll never be disappointed, right? If you don't right, have any expect- right. like that's, not that's that. not what we're trying to do. No. And I also would say don't lower the expectation of quality. Like quality still ha- it has to be number 1, right? You got to be putting out a quality product, okay? Yes. So, this is just more about managing people and relationships and being a, a a good business partner, okay? Got it. All right. So basically, the thing that got this started was uh, a friend uh, who is in the restaurant business said said, "Hey, um, you know, we need some help. We're having trouble. Um, we're having trouble finding somebody that fits that, that fits our the, the uh, GM position at their restaurant." And I'm and we keep rolling through people, and they try something. Somebody they fail. They try another person. They fail, etc. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and after hearing what the they were saying about this position and this person and the way they talked about it, I I literally was like, I think there was an epiphany for me. I'm like, you have way too high of expectations. There is nobody that will ever 
meet your expectations or exceed them. Yeah. So lower them, and then that person might be able to thrive. So so that was the first time I really thought about like, wow, uh, we this is this is a thing, right? Yeah. And so even so, then I started you know looking at. Uh, Bruhemia is our cafe, mm-hmm. and and I was like, man, um, uh, we 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 for about a year we were trying to pr- train people to to think and see, like literally, we want to train you to see like an owner of this place. Yes. And what we meant by that was like when you're standing behind the counter, you know, do you see that table over there that has crumbs on it? Do you see um, the the people finished eating and that you could pick up there? Their, uh, you know, uh, their, their dishes. Right? Mm-hmm. Do you see that that garbage is almost full over mm-hmm. there? And and we failed. We, like no matter what, we could not get a you know a a nineteen year old barista to see like All we see. Yeah. Now, so we were you know kind of like man, why can't you know why can't we? And, I, and, and again, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We okay, they're not owners. Right. They. We, I think, we are, have unrealistic expectations of what they are capable of or what they're going to bring to the table. Yeah. So what we did was, instead of having them see that stuff, then we just created a, a protocol that was like, you, you know, when time to lean, time to clean. Like yep. when you're when you have time, uh, when you're not taking care of a customer, uh, do a walkthrough and a pick up that you know yes. do every table wipe every table down uh sanitize pick up dishes check the garbage so then it's more like a checklist yes two different ways to train right uh and two different ways to see <laughs> uh the dirty areas but one worked yes one didn't right because one one was an unrealistic ex- expectation well i guess I, my when i hear that story i kind of go it's it's not an unrealistic expectation for you to expect your employees to do that. Right. But in one instance, you know, you're saying, like, it's our expectation that you just do this. Go do it. You're not giving them a system or uh, right. the structure that that person needs to be able to do that job. Exactly. So you're in the restaurant example previous is like, okay, could that. GM that they fired have been successful if they had an assistant GM or right. somebody doing accounting or you know what I mean right like, or the, like proper guidance or proper you know job descriptions you know yes. or you know maybe just better you know communication right so so that that is interesting so for uh, for uh, us and our management style it was more like uh, yeah this worked it worked to give the uh to give the person the job to do it didn't yes. work to ask them <laughs> to think like i think yes but also you're not i mean you're not the barista so you're not worried about maybe you're not thinking about i don't know the the everything that that barista is worried about mm-hmm. on top mm-hmm. of looking at everything right. else so i you know your expectation like you say you needed to lower it uh, that they could just see it because you're not living their reality. You're the guy that's jumping in and seeing, well, there's dirty stuff here. Yep. And you're leaning on the counter, so you should go just go do this stuff. But they've also, yeah, you know. yeah. 
So, so there's that, right? I, and then I'm going to, in a little bit, get into, and don't let me forget, I want to get into, like, the co-owner partner expectation. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, like, how, why I think you should lower the expectations of your business partners. Um, but as I was kind of researching this topic, there's a ton of information online about how to be, if you want to be happy in mm-hmm. your relation, your personal relationships, there's so much information about like lower the expectations of your partner, right? And so there, in, in, it, it was a little harder to find information out there about lowering expectations of your employees. I did find one interesting on on the Robert Half website, and Robert Half yes. is like a staffing agency, yeah. I think, and uh, they actually have a they have. Uh, eight, what, uh, eight examples of short and long-term consequences of having unrealistic, unrealistic expectations. It's That's, getting harder for me to say that. It should be. <laughs> that is that makes so much sense because when I think about having really high expectations of people, there's a pressure and a stress that's associated with that. If you've ever been in that situation, which yes. I have, you maybe you have as well. Yeah, where somebody from above. Uh, they have yeah. high expectations on you, and it's really tough to do right. all of the things that they're asking you to do. Well, there's burnout from that. For right. Sure. I mean, think about the Amazon example right now, where they're you know peeing in water bottles <laughs> because they. I mean, they were put, given so much work yeah. to do and such a high expectation yeah. that they were you know they had to take bathroom breaks you know uh, at their desks or whatever. So. One example, so the eight examples, one was missed delivery dates. They said setting unrealistic expectations at work means that it's increasingly unlikely that your team will be able to achieve them. Um, If your team regularly misses targets, this could lead to questions raised from your own manager asking why your team is underachieving. Mm -hmm. So like, so first of all, like you got it. They have to be real. It's, 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 it's okay to have real expectations, you know, Mm -hmm. normal expectations. Then number two is a reduced work quality. they might be forced to rush their work, cut corners, and not take proper care of, of their job. There's it's huge quality, quality, and we just said in the yeah. beginning, like don't, no matter what, don't, you know, we're not, we're not saying about uh, letting up on quality. It's the opposite of that. This is interesting because it's like you're lowering your expectation <laughs> to improve the overall quality right. of the product that's delivered, which is not really intuitive. Right. So. Um, Number three, overrunning costs. If you set your budget based on unrealistic expectations, you may be surprised when the project costs over overrun. Yep. Basically, if the deadline is unrealistic, they might be spending Pulling more resources, right. spending more money to achieve at, what they need to achieve. Look at you! You already know. You already know the answer. You're not even looking at my notes, man. Or am I? Okay. <laughs> um, increase in absenteeism. That's number four. It's like if you're if you're stressing out your employees because you expect too much of them mm-hmm. you're gonna they're they're like i mean again they're not gonna have fun at work you're they're not meeting your expectations they're stressed out yeah stress causes illness yes so uh morale you know i talk about culture a lot and number five is that you can create a low morale yep and i this to me is like these i i i wish i wrote these but they fit this conversation so well yes it's perfect and maybe Robert Half wants to sponsor our <laughs> podcast. I don't know. Are you out there, paging, Robert Half? Paging Robert Half. <laughs> Would you like to sponsor an episode of the Steve Shriver podcast? For a whole year. <laughs> <laughs> Free lip balm. <laughs> uh, um, 
your uh, your staff may aim lower. So this is interesting. If targets are regularly set too high, staff yeah. will constantly fail to meet them. Well, and, it just you go in saying that this is an unrealistic expectation. So. Right. Instead of doing a 15 out of 10, maybe I aim for a 5 out yeah, of 10. Yeah. Whereas if I would have set it at a 10 out of 10, I'm getting an 8 or a 9 out of 10 because it's reasonable to expect, you know, exactly. whatever level. But once you get beyond it so far, you just yeah. invited apathy where you just know you can't can't do it. Yep. Amen to that. So number seven is lose respect. Um, you know, of course, it's kind of comes in with the morale thing and everything but staff won't you know staff want to feel like they're achieving their targets but are instead constantly being set up for failure Mm -hmm. kind of similar to what Mm -hmm. did the last one and then you got higher turnover which we all know turnover costs money oh man you know and so you burn it yeah how do you even you can't i don't know the 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 cost of that is incredible right so again ease up and I mean, do a great job of communicating the job responsibilities, et cetera, et cetera. But when it comes to um, expecting too much of your employees, mm-hmm. be careful. Mm-hmm. Be careful. And I and I also look at it like I, I've seen dissatisfaction come from um, like the super micromanaging of people, where it's like you're you're you know it's like I wish they sounded a little more cheerful on the phone. I wish they dressed a little bit differently. I wish they, you know, uh, interacted with people a little bit differently. I mean, mm-hmm. you can you can kind of coach people in certain directions, but at the same time, if you're so worried about those details of, of a, how a person functions, yeah, that it's going to drive you crazy. It's going to drive them crazy. Yeah. It's like, you know, give them a, give them a platform Give them the infrastructure to build and grow, and you know, and uh, and g- create a movement that they can be a part of, and have them drink the Kool Aid, and you know, like just set set for the yeah. you know for the future and yeah, rock on. The thing that I wonder about, so you know, these really are, are like symptoms. So I mean, I because if if you're seeing missed deadlines and lower quality and overrun mm. costs and et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Are these are this what I love about this is that this is something that if you're listening to this you could take into your business and say are we overrunning costs is morale low right. are the you know and then Dr. Andy Solhoff yeah there's your symptoms <laughs> yeah <laughs> I've diagnosed right. your business with too high of expectations from the owner or leadership group of this yeah it's because I don't know. That's, That's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah. If you see this stuff, like, just check. Just check your, you know, check yourself. Yeah. Check your goals. And, yeah, I'm trying to think, you know, then you just got you got to go have those those conversations around, okay, understand yep. the why behind it. Yeah. Is it because people just realize that they can't meet the expectations from yeah, from the owners, owners right. or the leaders or whatever? Totally. So let's move into... Uh, Lowering the expectations of your business partners. Um, I have actually had a business fail because there were two owners. I was one of them, and I had I had too high of expectations of my partner. This mm-hmm. was this was uh, the carpet cleaning gig, yeah. and he I think had too high expectations of me. We did not agree with that. We didn't communicate it good enough in the 
in the front end of it when we formed the corporation. Can you just recap real quick the carpet cleaning oh, in case sure. somebody has that's yeah. So we had the first uh, green, the first sustainable carpet cleaning company in Iowa. It was called B Green Carpet Clean, and it was a friend of mine who had cleaned carpets for another business uh, and was like, you know, I do all the work. I do all the sales. I do everything. I do the carpet cleaning. I maintain the trucks. I should be able to, you know, like I should be able to run my own business. And I'm like, cool. If you make it sustainable and we use, you know, green, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, detergents and whatnot, then I'll invest and help you grow. And uh, we did. We started it. And uh, as it turns out, he wasn't that great at sales. He wasn't that great at (laughs) – I think he was good at cleaning carpets, you know. Yeah. But other than that, he wasn't – it just didn't – it never came came around. He wasn't hustling as much as he needed to be. And I I should have probably made a bigger commitment to making it successful. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I was was going to take us in a different direction, but around the expectations there, what could you have done differently at the outset of that? Because I think some of this is like you get into a partnership mm-hmm. with somebody, you're kind of married to them for a while, uh, you know, and, and things go south. But yeah. what are the I think what are the learnings one thing from that, is, I guess, from expectations? No, it's, yeah, it's a good question. Um, I probably, you know, it's like I could have got to know him a little bit better mm-hmm. maybe job shattered him at his other job before we took the leap and just kind of see how he interacts with you know and mm-hmm. hustles etc um and then once we got into it i think we could have uh or you know even on the front end we could have uh you know said hey, hey if we're not hitting this you know this goal by this time then we're going to bring in outside expertise mm-hmm. we're going to do something you know um that or you know, I, or I'll, I'll make a bigger commitment to jumping in on the sales front or whatever. So mm-hmm. um, it's one of those things that we just, you know, we just went into a little bit of a downward spiral and just never tried to yeah. revive it. Did you have, I mean, was there planning that was involved in this? Like, I mean, I hate to be like, about yeah, like, no, like, what, like, I mean, <laughs> sure, because we had a full, we did have a full business plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did get financing uh, on this as well for the equipment, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, it was very well planned out it mm-hmm. looked on the surface it was like and this is that whole thing where when you when you when you launch a business it's it is really easy to be um really optimistic mm-hmm. overly optimistic right too, too optimistic yeah, yeah. And it's like oh my god why wouldn't this work i mean it's everything that everybody wants yeah and more yeah and that's part of the problem with uh with this and it's like you know, I'm sure if we run into a problem, we'll figure it out. You know, oh, I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe, you know, we won't get as many uh, sales or, you know, whatever. But you're you like, I mean, I, I've always just been a little too optimistic in situations like that. Mm-hmm. So, like Soko Outfitters, okay? Yep. Um, I have three business partners. Uh, I, I know them. I, I knew them. Um, one of them was great friend you know already and uh and then i got to know the other two and uh, now we're all we're all great friends right but when we when we made that business when we created the business plan it was like okay um we you know we started by going to trade shows together like we went to the biggest outdoor trade show soko outfitters is a is a you know a, a locally owned independent uh uh retailer of camping you know, shoot footwear, tents, 
backpacks, sleeping bags. We rent kayaks. We sell Patagonia apparel. You know, that's outdoor apparel. Outdoor yep. apparel. Yep. So, um, so you know, we started by going to the trade shows together, and then we're like, yeah, we're gonna we want to have events. You know, we want to do pint nights. We're gonna and and we literally, uh, I think from the outset, we really thought that we would all be attending everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least I did, and mm-hmm. maybe not those guys, but for me, I was like. Well, yeah, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna do this as a team. We'll go to trade shows together continually. Yep. We will, if we have an event, why wouldn't we all be there? This is our business, and this is our community, and you know, mm-hmm. and and even, you know, um, you know, marketing decisions. Um, you know, obviously financial decisions are the easy one, but like we're all going to take part in, in in this stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, if something goes wrong goes wrong at the store, like I'm sure we're all going to be racing down there at <laughs> the same time to to help fix it. Right? Was this was any of this stated, or this was just kind of expectations and I'll say assumptions on your part? I think what was what was established was that you know Steve White. Uh, was is, is our finance guy, mm-hmm. and uh, he's, he's a, one of the partners. And I think it was established that Steve would be, you know, really, you know, th- running the finances. Yeah, and he's really good at it. Um, and I think it was established that I would be, you know, really leading the marketing efforts, mm-hmm. just because it's something I'm passionate about and mm-hmm. have some experience. Other than that, I mean, I think it was like, you know, uh, just generally. I think we just accepted the fact that we're all going to, you know, just commit as much time as needed. Yeah. Right. So then we get into it and and um and I started realizing I'm like, "Oh, uh you know, so Steve's doing finance and we we do make financial decisions together the four of us." Mm-hmm. And then uh and and I'm and I'm leading the marketing. Yep. You know, uh but but it was like we'd have an event that only one or two of us would show up for. And yeah. then I was like, well, shoot, I can't even make it to that. Right. Shoot. I mean, now I feel like I'm not pulling my weight. I hope they're not expecting me to be at every event. Yeah. Especially because I do, you know, I should yep. have been been there. Um, and so kind of, and then, uh, you know, it's just, it, it has it has sort of evolved into, you know, we still meet weekly, which is amazing. Is awesome. It helps keep that business together. Helps keep keep us all aligned. But there are uh, some of us do more than others. Yeah. In the business. Yep. And and that's just accepted. Now now we're kind of like okay cool. Um, we 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 all know what our level of commitment is. We all have other jobs too. Right. So you have to respect that. Yeah. But I think what's important is now now that we've kind of all found our 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 way. Um, I guess our you know, we've now we we're comfortable working together. Yeah, I mean it's been four, three, yeah, three and a half, four years, three, three years. Probably since you went to first outdoor retail, it was like four, yeah. four so years. Wow, third anniversary oh, yeah. was just this year. It was That's just a good point. A month ago. Yeah, yeah. So now in our weekly meetings, it's like, oh, I mean, oh, I can't make it to that, or I can go to that. Who can go to that? You know, and it's rarely, you know, um, it, it's just not an issue. So it comes back to communicating. But it, rather than, you know, it's just fun. The reason I brought that up is because in the beginning, I'm like, oh, my God, you know, we're all, this is going to be our, all of our, it's going to be our favorite business. And, you know, we're all going to be there all the time. Yeah. And it just doesn't, it just, yeah. that's not realistic. That's, I think, I think what I love about this topic is that what essentially you're saying is like just giving people that sort of a little bit of the yellow light, not to go red light, but just to evaluate your assumptions and your expectations going into something or as you're going through something yep. is to just sort of 
check them. You know yeah. what I mean? We've got these things on the on the business side of things with the from that Robert Half article, but like you're you're talking about different things. It's from your ownership and partnership experience that you know, it, you know, you, maybe people are have have too high expectations for to for you to expect every owner to be at every you know public right. event and right. and you know if if you think that's probably not too high or if you think that's not unreasonable, then yep. you know, like you just said, it's it comes down to communication and. How yep. do you, how do you communicate through that? Right, right, exactly. And and so the other thing, you know, we did, you know, it's like Ryan does uh, does a lot of the HR stuff and does, yep. you know, and so we definitely have spread the workload out between yep. the owner group, and yep. it has it has been effective. But I still think it's like I I constantly feel like I might not be doing a good enough job, and and so I, I almost feel like they probably had to lower their expectations of my involvement i mean i don't know but that could be right all i'm saying is uh whatever until you're actually getting into something and you have in in your down the road on it you don't really know how a person is going to act function then there's also life changing events that happen to people there's you know when people travel they're you know they're possibly not going to be around and so uh, or you know connected so uh yeah it's a it, this is something i've realized in a big you mentioned life-changing events had two kids in the last four years uh one, yeah. in, one in january and you know pre-kids i had an expectation of i'm yeah, i'm working 60 hours a week i got this i'm hustling and doing this this thing and then it's like going into it i hope my business partners partners aren't looking at me with because they knew me with right? with no kids and thinking, man, Andy's really not pulling his weight because he's not working sixty hours a week on this thing anymore. Because yep. I can't, I don't. Yep. And I got a kid that's screaming at my wife usually when he gets home, and he's hungry. Right. You know? Right. So that's the. Yeah, you have to. So again, it's like it, maybe maybe it's not lowering expectations, but allowing them to change and evolve with the person that you're partnered with, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, yeah. So that I, it's, it's all very real. And if you ever get in, I'm interested in feedback on this topic, like, you know, and it's, it's, it is tough to actually tell stories about it because, um, it typically, uh, it might not sound good. And yeah. I mean, um, but it, it's, it's reality. Yeah. This is real entrepreneurial stuff yep. that we're talking about. Yep. Oh, 100%. So with that, I hope that this episode of the Steve Shriver Podcast was beneficial and that the entrepreneurial vibe continues in all your lives. And thank you for listening. Super appreciate it. Stay tuned for more episodes. Cheers. The Steve Shriver Podcast is brought to you by Ecolips, the original organic lip balm. Use the promo code PODCAST20 for 20% off your first order on ecolips.com. Keep up with the show at steveshriverpodcast.com and the Steve Shriver Podcast on Facebook.